Well, let's welcome back Coach Bruton. Coach, do you have team updates for us? You know, we're really just preparing for the last week of the season. Um, we, we have Senior Day on Saturday, and it's a great opportunity to, to honor um, not just our, our 10 seniors, but also their families, their supporters. Uh, there's so much that goes into our guys, um, you know, becoming college athletes, and um, we want to honor those guys for, for their four-year commitment. We want to honor their families. Um, so it's a really special day. You know, Senior Day is always a really special day. Uh, it's a great opportunity for us to, to finish with a win and, and uh, finish with some momentum going into the off season. Um, and the other thing, you know, as coaches, we're, we're starting to plan our travel for recruiting and um, really kind of turning the page from from kind of being in season and coaching and um, where recruiting is obviously a part of your focus, but not the main focus. To now recruiting really being the main focus going forward uh, the next next couple weeks and couple months. So. Uh, just a busy time in the office, but uh, but really, you know, it's, it's trying to finish strong against Rockford and get a win. Well, let's talk a little bit about that loss against Aurora last weekend. Tough loss for you. Your thoughts on the contest? Yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty miserable afternoon for for our program, and um, you know they're very good, and and we've spoken about it. You know, they're they're the team that everyone in the conference now is measuring themselves up against, and um, they're better than us right now in some key areas. Uh, so it was going to be an uphill battle to begin with. Uh, the weather was pretty atrocious. Um, you know, there was really, really heavy winds, about 50-mile-an-hour wind gusts. Um, so it made it really difficult, you know, for us. And really in the second and third quarter, uh, we were into the wind in both those quarters and um, just could never flip field position. Uh, we didn't run the ball very effectively. Um, you know, without Robbie, um, we lose a little bit of explosiveness in the run game. Um and just weren't able to sustain any drives. Uh, it was really hard to kick. You know, we, we, we struggled. We punted a few times into the wind and, and just didn't get any really re- real results. Um, and it just kind of snowballed on us. You know, and that was kind of the fear. Uh, we put our defense in some really tough situations with, with field position. Um, and they're, you know, Aurora right now is a little bit better suited to play in that type of game. You know, they're, they're bigger than us up front. Um, and, and we just, you know, just just didn't happen for us. And uh, really, really tough. It was a very humbling day for our program. And, um, you know, we get a chance to go back there now. And, you know, it, next year we're back there in kind of the same situation late in the year. Um, and, and we know how much better we've got to get in order to be competitive in that game. And, and that's the challenge for our guys going forward. When you're in a game like that and things are, are not going particularly well, to, you know, through the first half, what are you looking to accomplish in the second half, what, what do you want to see from your team at that point? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just you want to see guys continue to play hard, continue to play for each other, continue to support each other. Um, and then you're just looking for small games. You know, you're looking to say, hey, can we, can we get a stop on defense? Can we uh, put a drive together on offense? Can we get one score? You know, can one score become two scores? And at some point you, you stop playing the scoreboard. You know, I think uh, – you go in at like halftime of a game like that, and, and you know it's not going to happen. You know the result is, is going to be a loss. Um, but can we can we do something that we can build on? Can we uh, put a drive together? Can we complete some passes? Can we get first downs? Can we just do those little things? And, and that's what you want to see. Um, quite honestly, it's hard. It, it, it was cold. Um, it, it was a pretty miserable day to be out there. Um, when you're getting thumped, like that, it's hard to continue to play hard, and it's continu- it's hard to continue to buy in. And um, you know, I thought we played. You know, I, I didn't think our effort was poor, um, but but it's hard. It's hard to stay motivated. Um, we had some guys leave with injuries that were, that were key guys that that um, you know were, were banged up, and some of those guys were more maintenance type things. Where you know we're gonna make sure they're healthy for next week. A couple of those guys now have injuries where they won't be able to play this week. Um, 
but it's hard. It's hard to get kids to, you know, continue to play hard, but you're, you're just trying to really see that effort. This week you take on Rockford. They won their first game of the season, have lost eight straights. Your keys for this contest. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a bunch of them. Um, I think for us, starting fast is going to be key. You know, their team, obviously, they've lost eight in a row, and you wonder how much confidence they'll have coming in. And um, they're coming off a bye week, um, which is interesting. You know, a a late-season bye week in in their situation is tough, I think. Um, But now they've had two weeks to prepare for us. So I think that, you know, I think just just starting fast and trying to put them behind and maybe put a little bit of doubt in them um, is going to be big. Um, You know, for us – their passing game, you know, they don't run the ball much, and they want to throw the ball and, and, and really quick passing game, but they do a lot of stuff with, with unique formations and different motions, uh, different shifts, and they really try to get you kind of out of position with some of their movement uh, pre-snap. So defensively, it's just being really sound in our checks, really sound in our coverage assignments. Um, and then I think tackling on the back end is going to be key. You know, they throw a lot of quick games, so a lot of one-step drop. They get the ball out quick but then they're hoping their receivers can, can take a four- or five-yard pass and make a big play. And uh, Obviously, Joey Owens has been a really good receiver in our league for a long time, and um, you know he's, he's a guy that we have to know where he is at all times because he's a threat anytime he touches it to make a big play. So um, just trying to control that, that, that passing game. Offensively, you know, I think uh, we've got to be more consistent in the passing game, and, and I think we'll have some opportunities. You know, we feel like uh, – that's not too easy to make some plays in the passing game, but we got to be more consistent. We got to throw it more consistently. We got to catch it more consistently. Um, we got to become a more balanced offense than we've been, you know, really all season. So um, those are going to be some of the keys. And, and uh, you know, we feel like the matchup is a good matchup for us. Um, but again, it's, it's going to be us executing and playing to our abilities. They've been struggling defensively recently. You're a bit banged up at this point. Weather doesn't look like it's going to be great this Saturday. So do you feel like this is an opportunity for your offense to have some success? Yeah, we hope so. I mean, obviously that, that's the plan. And, um, again, you know, they're playing some young guys in the secondary. Um, they're playing some, some converted guys. You know, they have a receiver um, that's playing, playing safety – or playing corner, rather. Um, you know, they have a – you know, they're, they're – Probably their top linebacker was an offensive player last year. So they got some guys that are playing kind of different positions than they played in the past, and um, they struggle a little bit defensively. Uh, there's no doubt about it that you know they've struggled, and we feel like the matchup is good for us. Um, the weather, you know, today, um, you know, Thursday in Wisconsin, it's going to be about 70. Um, it's beautiful. It's it's absolutely beautiful, and I, and I think they're calling for a high of 38 on Saturday, and possible snow flurries and wind, and it, it's going to be a pretty nasty weather day. Um, Wish we were playing them today. You know, wish we were playing with with the perfect weather we have today for practice. But uh, that's kind of what you get. You know, as I told the guys, when you signed up to play football in Wisconsin, you kind of knew this was a possibility. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how the weather impacts it. I don't think it's going to have nearly the impact it did last week against Aurora. You know, it's not going to be 50 mile an hour winds, and um, the cold doesn't. You know, I don't think will have a huge impact. You know, it'll be if there's some rain, if there's some snow. You know, wind is probably the biggest thing that'll, that'll impact things, but. We feel like the matchup is good. You know, like I said, we uh, we feel like we'll be able to score some points this week. Now, clearly, your ultimate goal for this Saturday is to come away with a victory. But yep. as you look at, you got guys graduating. You know, this is their last game. Plus, you have yep. guys that you want to kind of evaluate for next season. So, what what do you want to see out of this contest from your team? Yeah, you know, I think for us, um, obviously, like I said, we want to honor our seniors, and I think you do that by by playing really hard, um, by playing together, playing for them. 
Um, you know, if we have opportunities to, to play a senior maybe a little bit more than they have, we'll, we'll look to do that. Um, but, again, it kind of just depends on the game flow. It's a really important game for us. You know, it's, um, you know, in the conference standings and just how we finish. Um, you know, a win here means we've won three out of our last five. Uh, it gives us a little bit of momentum going into the off season. Um you know, but again, it's just it's just we want to see that consistent improvement. You know, and I think I think we've improved as a football team throughout the year. I think we've played better the second half of the year, um, and, and just want to continue to see that improvement. And you know, we got a lot of young guys that have played a lot for us. That you know, that the playing time this year is going to be a huge uh, benefit for them going into the next season. So just want to continue to see those guys, you know, improve. And you know, we're a little banged up, so we we have some injuries. Uh, we have some guys that are going to be held out, um, and as a result, there's some guys that are going to play a little bit more than they have uh, throughout the year. You know, so just seeing those guys kind of in game action, um, and, and just seeing how they how they adjust to being you know being a football player at the college level is going to be important. Some of these guys will be playing their last game for you. You've, you've had them for five years uh, for some because of the COVID situation. So your thoughts on your, your group of seniors and who are graduating here and, you know, what, what do you expect out of them beyond football, I guess? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a really good group of, uh, of seniors. They've had a lot of success. You know, we, um, we won 11 games in, in a calendar year, which uh, obviously with the COVID situation was unique, but, um, you know, they were a big part of that and, um, had a bunch of guys from from different backgrounds and different different stories and guys that transferred in and guys that um, you know were here and, and, and just uh, really unique stories and just proud of uh, anytime you can play four years of college football or in some cases five years of college football that's a tremendous accomplishment and there's not a lot of guys that do it um, you know those guys came in with a class of about forty um, and they're the guys that are left and, and that's uh, it's really impressive so um, just a really really unique group of kids. Um, you know, that I think are going to do going to do some cool things. You know, there's there's guys with just different interests. You know, we have some guys that um, are business majors and sports management majors, and um, you know, we got a guy like Gerardo um, Ibarra who's an old lineman for us. That's a, a science major, and he's looking to go into a, a really heavy uh, like medical type field. Um, you know, so just just different backgrounds and. Um, you know, a, a guy like Lane, who I think, you know, could end up being a coach or uh, is going to work somewhere in an athletic-type field. And um, so it's, it's just been a really cool group to get to know, um, get to build with. And um, I think that's, that's always the cool thing when you have seniors is, is you get to know them for over four years. You get to know their family. Um, you get to know their interests and their likes. And, and, and then, you know, they, they change. You know, they're, they're different people than they were as freshmen. You know, you look at some of these some of these guys and you think, you know, as a freshman, I don't know if you would have made it. You know, I don't know if you were going to make it. Um, but now you're here, and you're on pace to graduate. And you know, all of our seniors are on pace to graduate. Some of them are on pace to graduate early, which is really cool. Um, but, yeah, it's, just, it's been a really special group, and, and we want to honor them. They haven't had the season that they expected, um, you know, not necessarily, you know, by their fault. Um, you know, a lot of those guys have played really well. But you just want to honor them and, and make sure their last experience is a really positive one. Well, let's jump into fan questions this week, and we'll start with Annie. Says, Coach, you've had a lot of close contests early in the season and could easily have been 4-1. and one. Do you find yourself at this point in the season second-guessing some of your decisions you've made or asking what could have been? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you look back and say, hey, you know, I wish we would have uh, done something different or I wish I would have made this call here. Um, you know, I think the, the one thing that you see is there, there's some momentum in, in, in both directions. So I think sometimes when you – win a couple close games early um, or you win one early, that momentum builds into the next week. And, and you feel like you're a little more likely to win that next close game because you've, you've won the previous one. And 
we kind of went the opposite route. You know, we lost some close games, and, um, you know, that's tough. It's tough to overcome when you get in that situation in the fourth quarter, and there, there begins to be a little bit of a, you know, here we go again type feeling. So, um, yeah, we look at things and say, hey, you know, things could have been very different. Um, you know, the results of this year could have been very different. Um, you know, if we had found a way to win one of those or a couple of those early games, um, you know, I, I think if you um, if you looked at our season and, and replayed it, you know, if you simulated it a thousand times or ten thousand times, you know, we're probably closer to a five and five team. Um, you know, but that's that's the way it goes. You know, it's just it's uh, you got to actually make the plays and you got to execute and you know, but you know, throwing three pick sixes in, in, in week one, you know, doesn't happen very often, and you know, blowing a thirty-four to ten lead in week two doesn't happen very often, and. You know, felt like we had a you know a really good shot down at WLC and led at halftime and, and didn't close that one out and obviously had chances against Benedictine week five and and you know down three we had the ball on the five yard line in the fourth quarter and, and didn't score and you know so there's a bunch of different things you can say you know could have could have went uh, you know could have went better could have went right and uh, yeah I think as a coach you look back and say okay what did we do you know it's not always just game day calls but it's what do we do in preparation to prepare ourselves for those situations you know. Um, We've got to be better in the red zone as an offense. That's something that has to be an area of focus for us in the offseason because we haven't been good in the red zone and uh, missing out on those scoring opportunities has cost us in games. So, so that's, that's a point of emphasis. And, and I think we'll look at all that stuff and just kind of evaluate everything that we're doing um, you know, to try to be better in those situations next year. Would it be realistic to say there's a thousand second guessings of yourself each week? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think uh, – I just think in general, and I, like I said, it's not necessarily even like the, the the game call decisions or whether we went for it on a fourth down, but it's, you know, did we, you know, should we have play, been playing this guy? You know, should we have, um, you know, j- just everything. Should we have put more of an emphasis on special teams? Should we have um, done something different in practice? Um, you know, did we recruit the right group of kids? I mean, it, you look at everything, and you look at everything and say, um you know, in some respects, you, you certainly are what your record says you are. You know, and right now we're a two and seven team, and um, you know, but you, you think about how close we were to being better, and, and it's um, it's humbling. But it, you also look and say, okay, that it's excitement saying, hey, if we can if we can fix these things, if we can get ten percent better, you know, what could our record be? You know, and, and I think we can get, you know, going to next year, I think we can be much more than ten percent better. Well, let's talk about that next season a little bit because David would like to know, with a lot of good running backs and wide receivers on your team who are freshmen and sophomores now, how do you keep everyone happy moving forward so that they feel they are getting enough touches, especially when you have a quarterback who can run with the ball and makes plays himself? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good problem to have. It's, it's the, the, first, uh, the first thing I'd say. But, yeah, I think there's certainly going to be, um, you know, there's only going to be so many carries to go around and um, so many catches to go around. There's only so many plays you can run. But, I think if you're efficient with your offense um, and you're moving the ball and you're having success, it, it's really it's a lot harder to complain. You know, if if, uh, if we go into next year and, and, and Robbie has the type of year we think he can have and, um, you know, obviously we, we feel like we have two terrific backs right now in, in Jay and Vaughn and, you know, if those guys are running for six and seven yards of carry um, and Robbie's having success running the ball, it becomes a lot harder for a receiver to complain about their touches. Um, or if you're throwing the ball effectively, it becomes a lot harder for the running backs to come in and say we should be running the ball more. So I think that's where we got to get to. We, we need to throw the ball more effectively next year. We haven't been very efficient as a passing offense. Um, but I think we, we started to see some, some, some strides, you know, before Robbie got hurt that we were starting to click a little bit. 
Um, and that, that's the exciting thing. That's the optimism that we go into next year with. Um, you know, like I said, it's a good problem to have. You know, if we can have four receivers come back, you know, we're, we're going to bring back everybody in our receiver room. Um, we'll be back. We'll bring back, um, you know, our, our top couple ball carriers will be back. Obviously, you know, we expect Robbie to be back and be healthy. So there's a really, um, you know, really good starting point for us. Um, and then we also hope to bring in, you know, hopefully we're bringing in really dynamic players that can compete for more playing time and touches and things like that. And uh, we're never going to shy away from competition. Um you know, but it, it's definitely a good problem to have. It's, it's, it's honestly the exact opposite situation we had coming into this year, uh, where, where we kind of lost all of our skill guys that were, were on the field for us. Um, you know, we're going to bring back almost all of our total offense rather than graduating almost all of our total offense. So it's, it's definitely a good problem to have. You talked about this a little already, but Lo, uh, Owen would like to know. He says, we've not heard about you talk about recruiting in a while. What is the status of potential 2023 players, and uh, and has this season affected your ability to recruit at all? No, not really. I mean, it, it's recruiting's going well. Um, it's such a long game, you know, so there's, um, you know, we're, we're, we're talking to a lot of kids. Um, you know, we'll be traveling in the next, uh, like I said, starting starting early next week. By Wednesday, our coaches will be on the road and we'll be visiting high schools and you know, visiting a lot of kids that have already applied or, or come to a game visit and things like that. Um, we'll, have, we'll be traveling uh, in December to El Paso, Texas. That's been a good recruiting area for us. Um, there's a big recruiting fair down there. We'll be down in Houston. We'll be in uh, Southern California in the L.A. area. Um, so, you know, so we'll be traveling to some of those those big events. Um, and you know, recruiting is just—it's a, it's a long game. You know, we, we have a lot of needs. We need to add significant depth to our program, um, quality depth. You know, we need to add more numbers. You know, one of the issues we have this year, our roster um, what wasn't big enough. You know, we just need more bodies um, to effectively practice and um, just do some of the things that we want to do. I, I think it hurt our special teams and things like that. So it's a huge recruiting year for us. Um, but but we've been attacking recruiting hard. You know and. Um, it's harder in season. You know, you don't have quite as much time during the day. You certainly don't want to. Um, you got to find that balance between the time you're spending game planning, um, time you're spending in practice and practice planning, and, and getting your team ready. Uh, but then also looking to the future, and uh, it's difficult. Difficult to find that balance. Uh, but now that the season's kind of winding down, we'll really be able to focus our attention on, on recruiting and uh, trying to find the guys that are right fit for us. And that's it. There, there's so many quality. Um, quality football players across the country, but it's about finding the ones that are going to be the right fit for us. And, and not only right fit in, in scheme and on the field, but the right fit uh, academically, the right fit socially, um, the right fit just in our locker room, things like that. So, uh, But it's, it's a huge recruiting year for us. There's no doubt about it. It's, it's a really big recruiting year. And, you know, I think we have some, some pretty huge needs in the secondary. Um, and then I think the O and D line especially, we, we got to add more pieces to, to that, those groups. And, um yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's an exciting time for us. Uh, I guess the last part of that question, you know, the, the you know being two and seven, um, yeah, I don't think it, it helps recruiting, um, but but I also think it's an opportunity for for guys to look and say, hey, there might be a chance for me to play a little earlier. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see we'll see how that goes. I think what's interesting is, um, you know, sometimes when when you feel like you're pretty good at a position, you know, if you're if you're a running back. Um, and you're looking at our roster saying, okay, they have two running backs that were really effective um, that are young, or, or I'm a quarterback, and I know they have a freshman quarterback that was a starter that's coming back. You know, sometimes that, that'll sway kids a little bit. Uh, sometimes your success uh, makes it harder. You know, when we, when we had Michael Whitley as a quarterback and he was the conference player of the year, it was a lot harder to recruit quarterbacks because um, guys are looking and saying, hey, I know they have their guy for the next two or three years. 
um, I don't know if I want to come into that situation. So it can work both ways. You know, when you have success, sometimes guys are a little more hesitant to, uh, you know, just to know there's going to be a lot of competition for playing time right away. Ryan asks, he says, with the Vikings being the top team in the NFC North this season, could you see yourself having more animosity toward Minnesota than you do against Green Bay? Never, 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 ever, ever. Uh, it's been so much fun uh, watching the Packers and watching Rodgers just, just be a little baby on the sidelines. And um, I don't think that Minnesota team is quite as good as their 7-1 record, but they're going to they're gonna cruise to the uh, – you know, cruise to the title or the the NFC North title, I think, and uh, it's just fun watching the Packers suffer. It's almost as fun, almost as fun as watching the Bears win uh, when when they do win. But um, if the Bears win and the Packers lose, that's a pretty good Sunday for me. Greg says, Coach, did you see that the Chicago White Sox are given the seventh best odds of winning the World Series next year? Are you all in on that? Uh, I did not see that. I have not been uh, checking out World Series odds yet. Um, but no, I'm, I'm not. That team underachieved so drastically this year, and was really excited. I'm probably as excited for a White Sox season as I've been in a long time this year. And that team just just was was not was not it this year. And um, I thought Larusa was an absolute train wreck as a manager. Um, just seemed like he was totally checked out, and the game had passed him by, and um, falling asleep in the dugout and all the different stuff. So. Um, you know, I haven't done. I saw they hired the new manager, and, and uh, haven't you know haven't done a deep dive into who he is or what his story is. But uh, I know my my brother and my brother-in-law um, are huge White Sox fans. So we got a group chat going, and they, they were kind of uh, kind of talking about the, the hire and things like that. And you know, I, I don't think that team can be worse next year. I think they're gonna. You know, there's still so much talent, um, so much young talent that's exciting. But you know, I don't know if they until they prove that. I don't know if they should have the seventh seventh best odds. Georgia would like to know, what did you think of that crazy weekend in college football last weekend? Is Georgia clearly the team to beat now? It definitely seems that way. I mean, it definitely seems like they're they're the top team, and um, they're, they're really good. You know, the, the two times that they've really, you know, should have been tested, you know, Oregon and, and, uh, and Tennessee, they've, they've won really impressively. So I think it's really hard to say that anybody else is playing at their level right now. Um, you never know in a playoff situation, you know, what happens. You know, I think if Tennessee got another shot at them, they, they would play better. Um, but it, they seem to be pretty clearly the class of, uh, of college football right now. So, fun weekend. You know, I got a chance to watch some of the Notre Dame game, and um, when we got home and, and, and uh, thought they were really impressive running the ball. I kind of I think I predicted that one on the, uh, the podcast last week. So, if anybody was following, uh, um, I think that, that was a good pick. And, uh you know, I was like seeing them win and, and seeing Clemson lose. I've never never complained about that either. So, uh, but yeah, it was a crazy weekend. You're seeing so much more parity in college football, which is pretty cool to see. Barry would like to know. He says, Coach Bruton, early on in your head coaching career, you had some assistants that you would like to talk to about current events or world history. A lot of those guys have gone on to other coaching positions. So, who is your go-to guy to have deep analytical conversations with now? Yeah, you know, I think. Uh, it's still kind of the same guys, you know. Coach Wellman has moved on, but he's, uh, you know, he's still coaching. He's now at a high school um, in, in Michigan. But you know, I talk to him, you know, through text or through Snapchat or whatever, almost every day, and he's sending me different stuff. And um, you know, but Coach Feast was, you know, Coach Feast was a um, history teacher for about 25 years, so he's obviously a great guy to talk to about current events. And um, Coach Lato, you know, was one of my best friends, so you know, we we have good conversations and. You know, Coach Schrader, the basketball coach here, um, you know, is one of my, one of my best friends now, and, and uh, you know, we talk a lot. So 
there's different different guys in the office. You know, I don't think anybody, uh, you know, quite quite as uh, in tune with like World War II history as Coach Wellman or some of the random stuff. And um, Coach Tresky was really sharp with a lot of that stuff too. So we'd have some some good conversations. But um, I think you're still in contact with all those guys, and that's one of the cool things I think. Um, as I've gotten a little bit older in my in my uh, you know coaching career, we got different guys now out in different areas and. Um, got a little bit of a, a coaching tree going where, where guys are coaching at different places, but still in contact. You know, it's not like we're uh, having to send a handwritten letter or anything to stay in touch or anything like that. We, we can text and, and uh, just stay in contact. So it's been good and, uh, you know, good to see those guys having success. Connor would like to know, he says, Coach, astrology, mindless drivel or a cosmic roadmap to navigate our lives? Definitely the, 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 uh, the first part of that. I, I, I'm not an astrology guy. I've never gotten into it. Um, they all say the same thing. You know, it's, it's very vague. They try to, they try to, you know, they give you your horoscope, or whatever, and they try to give you, you know, it's always like something surprising will happen today. It's like, well, something surprising happens every day. You know, you're, you're not, uh, you're not solving anything. So I, I'm not a big astrology guy. Um, I don't even really know what my my symbol is or whatever it is. So never, never been into that. Um, more power to you if you are, but but not my thing. Trent says, Coach, you are a guy who usually has some fun form of celebration for a, a, any kind of big event. So tell me, how did you celebrate your additional hour from this last Saturday for Daylight Savings? Yeah, I celebrated by, by getting annoyed at my dog and kids for waking me up an hour earlier than I, uh, than I needed to. Um, you know, the, the tough part is kids and, and, and dogs don't really adjust as well as we do to the uh, the time change. So. They were up, you know, usually the dog wakes up about 6.30. Um, she was up at 5.30, you know, so I had, had to go take her out. And, and then, uh, you know, the kids, kind of the same. They're usually, you know, usually if we can get them to about 7 on the weekends, we feel pretty good. And they were up at 6 and didn't understand the time change. Of course, we forgot to change the clock in their bedroom. So they woke up thinking it was 7 and thinking it was time to get up. So, um yeah, didn't didn't really celebrate outside of just just being woken up earlier and being a little bit more uh, cranky on Sunday morning. So, uh, yeah, the time change is, is I don't understand it. I don't know what we're doing. I don't I don't I don't get how this was thought to be a great idea some, somewhere down the line. But um, you know, I think there's been some uh, congressional action to maybe end the time change, which I, I think would be interesting to see how that goes. But. Uh, yeah, well, it's not not a real exciting uh, setting time when you're getting woken up at 5.30 in the morning. And on that note, your words of wisdom for this week. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, for, for me this week was big with the election. Uh, I've spoken that, you know, I was a political science major and all that. And, um, you know, I think the biggest thing I would say, my words of wisdom, is, is just get involved. You know, if you, if you were happy with the results of, the, of your local elections or you weren't happy with the results, um, you can't just be an outside um, bystander. You know, you have to get involved if you want change and or if you want to keep things the status quo, you get involved. And, and it doesn't mean that you have to um, give all your money or you have to volunteer all your time, but, but just get involved, be active, you know, talk to people about the issues that are important. Um, you know, I, I think if we, if we want our country to go in a different direction or a better direction or, or stay, you know, continue to improve, uh, we just have to be willing to get involved. You can't wait for other people to do it. And, um, you know, we spoke with our team about this this week and, uh, you know, voting matters, um, but 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 all the other parts do too. You know, and uh, just continue to be involved. If you want things to be different, if you want change, you want positive change. Whether it's you know in your community, it's in your country, if it's in your team, your classroom, whatever it is, like be willing to get involved. Um, it's kind of my message this week.
Fantastic. Coach Bruton, thanks for joining us this week. I really appreciate you, Rob. Take care, buddy.